Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here we are. I'll be Connecticut, United States. Yes, indeed. Connecticut, United States. Avon, Connecticut. If you're around, come and see us. Mm-hmm. Hang so out. Are we Glastonbury tomorrow? Oh, yeah. We're going to have a Blastonbury in Glastonbury tomorrow. I like that hotel. Well, it's, it doesn't have a lot of character, but it's a... We stayed very close to there the first time we went to Connecticut, actually. Right in Glastonbury. Remember, we stayed in the hotel right next to that? Oh, that's right. Our son threw up in the hotel pool. Did that happen there, yes. too? Yes. That happened there, too? Mm-hmm. Really? It also happened in Indianapolis I during the that. Final Four yeah. NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah, and then the, and then the basketball team came to use the pool. And we like, <laughs> we, we were out of there. It was, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. So, Alice, I am afraid to tell you mm-hmm. that the left... Well, let me see this. <sighs> Okay, let's start right here. Let's start All here. right, let's start. And I, I I have to say that one of the joys of working in Connecticut and one of the joys of not being in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in Massachusetts. I live in Massachusetts. But At is, this moment, not being in Massachusetts. Is that I hate local news. A friend of mm-hmm. mine, Joe Shaka, works for a news station. But he's a newspaper guy, really. But I, I hate local news. I've always hated local news. I like some of the local, local news people. Right. I think they're cool. Obviously, I like the hot cupcake um, reporters and anchors, obviously. Um, but I just want uh, to me, by the way, if you like ever hang out where you're hanging out with reporters, the reporter's job, other than the pay, which is good, is like a, it's a blue collar job. Mm-hmm. It's a laborious job. It's a terrible job to have to get FaceTime distributed, and especially. I mean, they have to hang out and wait and sit in vans and drink freaking stale coffee. And then all for a two-minute package. So the anchor can throw to them, and they intro the two-minute package, and then they wrap it up at the end. And that's it. And, like, who wants to do... Who wants to do that somebody, um, you know, messed with a Koresh 
Is it Kresh or Koresh? Kresh? Kresh? Kresh. Koresh is the uh, yeah. Branch Davidian. Somebody guy. who like who somebody messed with the Kresh in town and so you had to get a, a little bit of mm-hmm. man in the street uh, stuff and you did a recorded package in the van and then you got to wait there till to, to like till the six o'clock or nine o'clock or the, the other uncle anchor come in or the other uh, reporter come. It's terrible. Right. And I was just I remember seeing uh, Steve. What is it? Steve. Steve Caring. Steve. I forgot his name, but it's Channel 7, I think. He's been there forever. Mm-hmm. We're seeing him. And this is 20 years ago when this tunnel collapsed in Boston, killing a woman. The mm-hmm. Ted Williams tunnel. A piece of the tunnel fell out right. on her. Yeah. I went down with a radio guy as a producer and did a remote with him. And it was a good radio remote, actually. It was very smart. And. Um, and we were walking down into the tunnel, whatever, and I saw the guy, Steve Carriage. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, like, his his reporter haircut and his reporter, like, uh, suit jacket or, like, uh, like on-the-scene FEMA jacket, whatever it was, but mm-hmm. very polished from the waist up. And the waist down, he just had, like, sweatpants and sneakers. <laughs> and he was just haggard because he kept having to go down there and do live hits. And it's just a, it's a terrible job. Um. And so, and I, and also, I just all, even as a kid, I hated the local news. We'd always have it on. We'd always have it on, and like a fire here, a fire there. That was I full. like it because it reminds me of snow days as a kid when you would have to wait for the well, carousel yeah. of town names to go around. When you lived in Winchester, that was a harrowing fifteen minutes. <laughs> It's like Archbishop um, Desmond School, Archbishop uh, Sisters of St. Mary's uh, Vocational School. God, can you start with the W's? Can you start with the Z's and work backwards? <laughs> um, but um, but I always hated it because I hated the Boston accents there. And it's it just like, uh, I thought the fire was going to tear through the wall and we were scared. Oh, uh, God, so freaking... Suck New England, and I understand I'm from here. Whatever. Still, I hate. I've Do always, you not even like Chronicle? Chronicle, I hated then because it wasn't entertaining as a kid. But now I love that guy from Chronicle. Ted, what's his name? Mm-hmm. It's like a high level DB. Really? Oh, he's got it all, or whatever his name is. The guy who does all the package there. That, mm-hmm. he, that where he dares to show a close up of his coffee and him slurping it. It's, <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, no, uh, it, that's but that's not a lo- lo- that's a local show. That's not news. Mm-hmm. Um, Pepper, what are you doing? Um, so so it's all I've always despised it. Uh, and so and so that's one of the reasons why I was thrilled to not be. And also, uh, it's not just that. And this is a, a bias I've had. I've always hated hearing Boston politicians talk. Yeah, hated Billy Bulger talking and uh, uh, quite uh, literally. So that is uh, they are for in, in the different uh, Boston accents of different like cast groups. Uh, Another St. Patty's Day breakfast. Oh, 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 the worst, worst. And even in our town of Winchester, we had a guy named Whip Salt Marsh. Was a good guy and a great, good, nice, good Republican, I think, for back then. And but even the, him, like talking, to, yeah, yeah, they used to call me whip because they uh, we'd be on the pond and uh, and uh, playing uh, on our skates, and I they would whip me right around, and they call me yeah, your name's Whip Saltmarsh. Like, I don't know what it is. I just had no time for it. This is a long way of saying <laughs> this is. By the way, all this really, if we had any self-respect, would be on the cutting room floor. But 
as long as I'm saying, I just don't like local news, Boston, Massachusetts news. I, I despise it, with some exceptions. Some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Tawdry exceptions, like the girl from Tufts who wrote the sex book. Like, I was into that. But is this, you're really doing this now? Uh, um, but uh, you might want to uh, text your daughter, or, um, or else we have to. I gave my kid the phone. Oh, okay. So you better fill them. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've known that you haven't liked local news for a long time, and it's an ongoing battle. Although, I think you enjoy the local Connecticut news more than you enjoyed um, local Massachusetts news. I don't know if there are fewer Boston accents or what it is about it that makes it more palatable to you, but you do like the reporters and stuff in Connecticut, and you get a lot from the local news, I feel like, here, when you're doing your news here. Um, But, yeah, I mean... So, I mean, are you leading to the Sue O'Connell thing with this or no? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was a Sue O'Connell thing. Oh, well, she um she called out something that you already fact-checked yesterday, which is that um she pointed out that uh the interesting part of the Michelle Wu apology was not that Michelle Wu was making an apology. Um for the Charles Stewart case and the people that we wrongfully arrested at the time, even though you and I weren't there, so we didn't really have anything to do with it. Neither did Michelle Wu. None of us did it. But um, So she knows it's the right thing that Michelle Wu did the apology, but she says the shocking thing, really, of the whole thing is that none of the previous mayors from beforehand had ever apologized, which, of course, um, as you checked into yesterday with a quick Google search when you looked into it, discovered was not actually true that Ray Flynn did in fact apologize. And um, she just happily tweeted this out. And if you found that out with a Google search, it strikes me that probably she could have found that out with a Google search too. And as somebody who's a reporter, you know, and has been on the scene in Boston News for a long time, I think that probably she could have done that tiny cursory bit of um research to find out that um ray flynn had already in fact apologized for this but um you know the she happily tweeted it out without fact checking it so you know there you go um did you hear any of what i said yeah you're saying that that she was saying that nobody else no other mayor did yeah yeah it's that it was shameful that no mayor previously had ever apologized so that's my point, by the way. And obviously, she's not looking. Nobody's looking. Nobody's learning anything about any of the case. Nobody, nobody cares. Doesn't matter. It's just another thing. It's another George Floyd to have. But hasn't she been in Boston media long enough that she should, like, know that? She's not or, a genius, Alice. But she could Google it. You Googled it and found she it. She doesn't want to find the, tr- the truth. <laughs> the, this story that they're told is too good. This is the one they want. So all the white men didn't didn't apologize. That's, that's right. So of course, Ray Flynn did apologize. And but here is. Um, Boston, here's Michelle Wu today. On behalf of the Boston Police Department, the mayor's office, and the entire city of Boston, I want to say to Mr. Swanson and Mr. Bennett, the entire Bennett family, and Boston's entire black community, I am so sorry for what you endured. I am so sorry for the pain that you have carried for so many years. What was done to you was unjust. What happened Unfair. to the entire black community? So let me tell you something. What mm-hmm. happened was 
Willie Bennett. By the way, she's apologizing on behalf of the Boston Police Department. For Who wh- didn't do anything wrong. Well, hold on. Willie Bennett shot a cop in 1973. <laughs> a Boston cop. <laughs> <laughs> she's apologizing. She, he also funny, shot but, somebody else, know. too. He right. shot two people. One of them was a Boston cop. And she's apologizing. Behalf. Imagine you're the cops. I would just walk the freak out. But anyway, the guy, Willie Bennett, who's been mm-hmm. arrested 60 times. Cops were... In a rush to find a suspect because the... It was a horrifying case. Horrifying case. Everybody was horrified. Mm-hmm. And so it happened in a neighborhood where there's a lot of black shootings. And so between that... So the cops started rousting people, like um, like stopping and frisking people. It started, you know, through the neighborhood. Perhaps inartfully at times. Who knows? I don't know about the other guy. I'm just going to be Willie Bennett here. Um, and so they grabbed Willie Bennett because Willie Bennett's... Like I mentioned yesterday. Mm-hmm. Friends and relations turned him in. Turned him in. Said that he was bragging about doing it. That he had done it, etc. He'd also already shot two people. He was a dirtbag. And it kind of made sense maybe to ground <laughs> him up. So they grab him and Charles Stewart fingers him. Points him in a lineup. I think that's how it went. Um, And then as they're processing him, getting him ready to be officially arrested for murder, um, Charles Stewart kills himself. So they mm-hmm. let him go. And that's it. So the, but the guy, I mean, why do you pick, why do you celebrate and gather around like the worst examples? I know. It's like George Floyd before there was George Floyd. Yeah. And, or Michael Brown. It's like you're finding all dirt bags here. Maybe find somebody who's not. So now we're, because she needs to, you know, have a new, a new, um, a new George Floyd and she needs to distract by using the specter in the threat of race. Right. And, or, the white supremacists are at it again. Exactly. Um, and that's what happened. So now she's mm-hmm. doing this thing. Did she go? Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, um, so, yeah, but Sue O'Connell's been like on a tear. I just happened to notice that one tweet because she was saying that no one had apologized before. And yesterday you talked about the fact that Ray Flynn had apologized. Well, right. But, but, but she's but, been going on and on about how, um, you know, it's the the white power people who are weaponizing this holiday party issue and all of this stuff. Well, just look at the comments I've gotten for going mm-hmm. after her for being a dirty racist, which she is. She's a filthy racist. So it's, it's fine. And, you know, of course, people there's been nothing else to say other than I'm I look dumb and I'm old. And look at the old white guy once. So people are using this, you know, using bigoted language or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care, whatever. Nobody has put up an argument because they can't put up an argument because she's a, she's a segregationist. And, and I've had people say, well, oh, because she's kept, because she kept people off a, a uh, an invitation over invitations. It's like, um, yes, that's precisely what it's over. They simply divide it up by race. And it doesn't matter if they've done it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But just remember that that is what she is. She is what you want everybody else to be. And this idea that, like, oh, uh, in which the white guy with the call somebody in this, like, guys, what do you need her to say? What do you need her to say? Right. I don't get it. I, I can tell you this. If she was a Republican You'd find race issues damn quickly, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the whole thing's a joke in the game. 
she actually is. And, and the, here's the other thing. And people say, oh, I'm a like, filthy racist. And, oh, how dare you use, how dare you use civil rights struggle? And how dare you use a KKK who actually lynched people, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I didn't use them. She copied them. Right. She was using their policies. It's not <laughs> me. I've never rescinded an invitation to a party based on race. I never have. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it's just a straight up thing. I think it's a horribly embarrassing for, for some of them. And so, they, you know, I can tell when people have, don't have anything to say. So they just look at my Twitter bio and say, oh, uh, in which the guy from Connecticut says, you know, obviously I've lived in Boston for a long time, probably was living in Boston Long before you these probably guys. put in more years than they have. Oh, obviously, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they don't. It doesn't. But it's not a competition. It's a free country. Anybody, believe it or not, is allowed to comment right. on anything and, that's happening anywhere. Really, Bennett, it's not. If you're making that guy <laughs> into a victim around the community and having the family saying it's not enough, we're never good over. It. Shut up. How about this? How about Willie Bennett was a freaking? I don't know if he's still alive. I think maybe he's, he's part of the globe thing. He's a freaking dirtbag. Okay. Dude got arrested 61 times. He shot two people, including a cop. The guy's a POS. By the way, for a guy who shot a cop in 1973, my goodness, that police brutality and police snuffing out young men <laughs> somehow must have taken a pause that year. Because it seems to me uh, things were a lot. There were no body cams back then. Right. Seems they could could have done quick, make quick anything, work of him. This was like my big takeaway from the George Floyd documentary thing. It seems to me body cams vindicate the police most times like they yep. make me a lot more sympathetic to law enforcement generally anyway i want to switch gears a little because this broke kind of during our show last night and we didn't we talked about it a little bit but not a ton but this trump ballot issue um yes. you know so they're taking him off the ballot in colorado it stayed until january 4th so that they can take it to the Supreme Court because the deadline is January 5th to decide who goes on the ballot. Now, I was misunderstanding. This isn't just putting him on the ballot, but it's actually they're declaring him ineligible for the office altogether. So it's even if he's written, Amendment mm -hmm. insurrection. So even if he's written in, they will not count the votes oh, if okay. this is upheld. Oh, you, you helped they're, me spread misinformation and disinformation today. Then. Yeah, well, I think people are going to write him in. But Colorado is saying, you know, if this decision is upheld that they're not even going to count any votes for him period because they don't believe he's eligible to hold the office right now i do think that the supreme court is going to um flip this back the other way i do not think they are going to want to be in the political mess of should trump be or not be on the ballot um right. I, because it, that is a political question it's they're doing this for political reasons clearly um so i've also seen today a bit of a re-up and a push on the supreme court stuff have you noticed clarence thomas has popped back into the news cycle no no they're trying to do this stuff with him again that he's benefiting oh, really? from his position they're trying to delegitimize the supreme court because they see this decision coming and they would not yeah. like nothing more than to stack the court so that they can do stuff like this in the future without any pushback oh no absolutely I mean, they're trying so to that's impeach the plan. thomas you know you know it, it, the media didn't treat it with breaking news, but somebody tried to murder uh, the chief justice again uh, huh, this yeah. week. Hmm. You know, it, it, yeah. So they want to um, delegitimize the Supreme Court to the point where either the justices are fearful to make the quote wrong decision, or so that they can pack the court with additional justices until they can get the results that they want. Um, 
in my opinion, and I'm not a lawyer, so take it with a grain of salt, this should be a 9-0 decision mm-hmm. to keep Trump on the ballot. Um, you know, this was this was an amendment that was developed for people who literally were in a war yes. against the United States for years. Yeah. Not for somebody who gave a speech where a riot happened afterwards. Right. You and know, also, like, it also, apparently, um, the fact that it, it mentions this, uh, this um, applies to officers, mm-hmm. as in um, people who are in office, but not the president necessarily. There's some, right. there's some language issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but also, so, it also like if you said this just seven years ago, this was happening, everybody would just say, "Oh yeah, of course it's political." But, yeah. But this is the nuances. Nuance is king in 2023. But I think it's that's what it is. So dangerous. nuance is king in 2023. Um, d- using the ju- judicial system to try to destroy a person mm-hmm. is okay, um, and disinviting group based on race is okay. This is nuance is king now. Yeah, but I do think that. Even if I'm totally wrong and off base legally, because like I said, I'm not a lawyer. Like maybe, maybe Trump isn't qualified to be in office by the Fourteenth Amendment of the Constitution. Say, say that's true. Mm-hmm. I think it is incredibly dangerous and a terrible, terrible idea to take him off the ballot in this way when he is the front runner for the presidency across the country. Well, yeah, and not only that, I think it's, because you've blurred. The mm-hmm. definition of insurrectionist. Right. Which means that it's go time for everybody oh, yeah. in the future. It'll just be part of a campaign. Trump will take everybody off the ballot. Well, not only Trump, but who it'll be <laughs> all part the secretaries of, of be, states that are allied uh, with him. No, but I'm saying it'll be part of due diligence for every campaign mm-hmm. to sue to try to get people taken off the ballot on the opposing party. Right. Why wouldn't you? You're in it to win it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Right. So why wouldn't you? Right. So it'll become a constant thing. And but not only that, I mean, like, I think we'll literally have a war if they take Trump off the ballot when he's clearly winning the presidency in like every poll right now. Don't you think that just seems like a really terrible idea? I mean, you know, I'm playing it out when you say, yeah, oh, yes, totally. I agree. And when you say we literally have a war, it's like, well, our side has all all the guns, but their side has... All the institutions. All the institutions, except for the military, which well, our we side... We kind of have the military now. Well, that's what I'm saying, step by wife, is <laughs> is that 10 years ago you could say that with confidence. Right. Now, with with like, with Austin Mark and, and Mark Milley going on about white rage in Austin, mm-hmm. like... And the recruiting crisis, they've lowered the minimum scores that you have to have on all these entrance tests and stuff so much that it's like a joke now they're taking like anybody that breathes now basically Mm. so i mean i i don't know what will happen but i i just have a bad feeling that if they go down that road of taking trump off ballots that bad things are going to happen it seems but they're going to do it all these states why wouldn't massachusetts do it of course why wouldn't they of course they are they're going to do it if the supreme court decides it if they say, yes, Trump is not eligible to be president, wouldn't that apply to all the states then? If the Supreme Court says Trump is not eligible? Yeah. If the Supreme Court, for example, sided with Colorado. Right. And said, oh. I don't think they will. But if the Supreme Court sided with the state of Colorado and said, yeah, he, you're right. The 14th Amendment means Trump can't be president. He just can't. He's not allowed to be president anymore. 
Then well, wouldn't that know. mean he'd have to be off the ballot in all the states? I do not know how that works. I don't know. Does that? I don't know. Because well, it's deciding a constitutional issue. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I would also think, yeah, right, but I would also think going the other way around is that how can a state decide for all well, the other states? Well, because states run elections. I understand, but there's also, the states run elections, but the election like is ratified, et cetera, in the Washington, D.C. It becomes, it is, it is migrated to the federal level at some point right but only when on january 6th you know like when the when congress tallies up the electoral votes in january Mm. is when that's when like the it officially happens at the federal level but i i mean i don't know so i there's a lot of questions this is moving really quickly i i don't know but um you know, I'm I'm kind of astonished at the idea that that they can just do that. Say like, no, you're just not allowed to vote for Trump. But you know, they're doing it because they're worried that they can't compete. So I don't know if you saw. I sent us this comment from Joy Behar on Twitter, where Joe Walsh was saying that you know I think Trump committed insurrection, but he hasn't been convicted, so this doesn't seem right. The insurrectionist ban is vague; it may not apply to the presidency. SCOTUS will throw it back. It will strengthen Trump politically. The best way to defeat Trump is at the ballot box. Um, And Joy Behar says, Joe, the ballot box can't compete with the third party candidates who will take votes from Joe Biden and the Electoral College. The law must defeat him. So Joy Behar feels, and I'm sure a lot of other lefties feel too, that mitigating factors like the Electoral College and the fact that um, RFK Jr. is running make it too hard for Biden to win. And so they just have to do this. They just have to take him off the ballot because they can't have Trump again. They cannot handle it, you know. So, I mean, that's very, as the cliche goes, saying the quiet part out loud. Is it not? Yes. Joey Behar saying like, yeah, we can't we can't trust people under these circumstances to not elect Trump. So we have to get him taken off the ballots. And I see these lefties, these like blue and on type of people celebrating on Twitter. Like, yes, we're getting him taken off the ballot. We're stopping him. My feeling is, and I tweeted this yesterday and you know, some people yelled at me, but like when I just talk to people who don't pay attention and don't even know that this stuff is going on, that like Colorado's taking him off the ballot or whatever. If I say this to people like, Oh, States are going to take Trump off the ballot. They're extremely shocked. You know, not like Republican people, but just regular people who don't really care that much about politics and don't follow it that closely. Um, The idea that somebody who clearly like was president and was a totally fine president, nothing was wrong with him when he was president. You know, the world continued to spin. Everything was fine, much better than it is right now, actually. So, you know, he was president. The idea that they're saying like this person is too dangerous and too bad and we are just taking him off the ballot because we are not going to let you vote for him. I think mo- every normal person that I've mentioned it to finds that astonishing and radicalizing, dare I say. I mean, have you, have you noticed a similar trend? Hold on one second. Okay. Hold on one second for what? Have I noticed a twin trend in what? 
that when I talk to this about people who are not politically plugged in, who like don't know that this is happening with Colorado and taking people off ballots and whatever, that when I say to people who aren't necessarily Trump people or even like really care who's president or whatever, the idea that you would take somebody off the ballot who's already been president and did just fine as president, the idea that you would tell the American people like, no, this person is just too bad and dangerous and we cannot have them be president and we're not going to let you even vote for him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Most people that I talked to, like, who hadn't heard about that before, are astonished that that's even, like, a thing that can happen. Uh, yeah. And offended and, like, radicalized by it. Um, yeah. No, I think that the, the, a lot of people have no idea that this could be happening. I think this is... I think this, and I heard a t- debate today, the commentary guys had a good debate on this, but, and I think they were wrong. By the way, I also think they were wrong for something else I said, which I should bring up. But I think this is the ultimate way to, you, if, if you do this on the left, mm-hmm. you are doing the most untenable thing possible. Right. And you're, out of pure idigo yearning, mm-hmm. then because you need to scratch an itch, because uh, for an emotional sob, you're willing to throw everything away, then you are closer uh, at this point. Who did the Cross of Gold speech? Um, who did Lincoln was it Stephen Douglas that was the Lincoln Douglas debate right then you are closer um, you're closer in a sociopathic rationalization to John Wilkes Booth than you are to uh, the kid working at McDonald's yeah you are I'm sorry you're like he just has to be stopped he just has to be stopped oh yeah it is totally you know what it is it's Raskolnikov you can kill the old lady because she sucks, and the, the ends justify the means. And uh, and yes, then then anything is worth it. I mean, you're already if you're willing to use the courts, if you're willing, to, they're they're already they want to take his business. We get to have your business. You don't get to have it anymore because you were a mean president, and mm-hmm. you offended us and all of my friends at my dinner party. So now I'm using my position. 
we get to take all your stuff. For some reason, you don't get to have the stuff that your dad built and you built now for the last 50 years. Day to day, you've spent your whole life devoted to we get to have that now because you upset us. So we're going to make up some stuff about you lying about the, the you know, valuations of your properties, etc. We get to have it. No, that is totally punitive. And yeah. we're seeing these people use and these not punitive weapons for something that he did wrong, but punitive just for the fact that he was president and they hate him. He dared to be president when they didn't like him. Right. It's punishing him for just like being the president. It's not punishing him. They're not actually upset about his business practices. In truth? Yeah. Of course they're not. They <laughs> effing hate him. <laughs> they're just upset that he dared to beat Hillary Clinton. Yeah. No. Er, er, no. It reminds me. You know what it reminds me of? What? If. If. Like if I. You know what it reminds me of? When I was dating Supple. Mm-hmm. Her ex-boyfriend, she told me about like her ex-boyfriend, who was, when I was first trying to date her, her current boyfriend, mm-hmm. and some of the great attributes about him and some of the things. And then once she became mine, I like totally flamed him in any possible way. The stuff I was saying like was, oh, like I made stuff up about him. <laughs> I was like, he was, he was like, that's all the classic signs of a pedophile. It was like all, I was like, I was just doing like, I was, I was so jealous and angry that, that, that she had been with him. It was like very petty, twenty years old <laughs> stuff, but oh man, it was like yeah. He, he, well, he, he's probably in witness protection, probably for you know. Like I was really stretched. I needed her to not like him or have any remnant. <laughs> it was so petty, so pe- petty. God, I didn't have freaking Twitter at the point. Um, and, <laughs> and because it was emotional, I just right. hated him because I hate him and I hate him and because I, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. It's a tantrum. And the thing that really has been revealing is that. Like adults in robes and nice suits and executive suites, they're not immune from any of this crap. Oh yeah, no. As a matter of fact, they might be far from it. Yeah, like They've dudes working on a construction. You know who wasn't crazy? The dudes who I paid off to lift the bar mm-hmm. into our house. The construction crew who left their posts to do it for a hundred bucks. Right. Those guys aren't weren't suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. They give a freak. Right, but for some reason, I guess it's maybe accreditation, credentialism, whatever it is. People believe. Well, and they've been taught that all their anger and feelings are totally valid and justified at all times. Right, that it's all like righteous anger, and so it's good. You know, they're mad, and so they must be doing something good. Whereas, actually, like emotionalism is not the measure of how right your position is you know the emotions that you're feeling about it and stuff um i want to do one more quick thing before we jump to the chat chat did you see the video i sent of your boy george santos oh no i know uh i'll resend it i don't know what he was on but okay let me see i I know it's it's um why did you send this mel gibson by the way Oh, here oh, he is. people were talking about how it's harder to date now because you couldn't do that now. It's a scene from Lethal Weapon 2 <laughs> where he's talking to her in the supermarket. We'll be going right back to that. Hang okay. on. Okay. What could we do to get you to go away? Stop inviting me to your gigs. Mm. So no Dancing with the Stars? No. No RuPaul's Drag Race? I haven't got that invite yet. I'd love to go read a b- 
The lesson is to stop inviting you places. But you can't. Because people want the content. What could we do? Um, I endorse this guy, and I stand by it. I also like her. I knew you'd like I it. like her attitude. She, I also find mm -hmm. her kind of attractive. And I like their chemistry. They should do a show together. I'm serious. But she's I like that she's interviewing him on her show, and she's like, why won't you go away? Yeah. He's like, you invited me here, lady. What are you doing? Um, no, the Mel Gibson I'm thing that I said. I'm going to the Mel Gibson thing. It was a, um, I, oh, this is have you seen the movie? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, do you want me to set it up at all or no? The Alba Varden, Alice. Okay. Do you want the me? The Alba Varden. Okay. Do you want me to set up why it's I sent this? It's the name of the this? boat. Do you want me to set up why I this sent this or no? Yes. Okay. So, the point was, people were talking about why millennials don't date, or not millennials, like more Zoomers and Zillennials don't date. Like, no young people are dating anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. And one of the theories people have had is that it's because all the ways that there are normally to pick up a girl have been made socially unacceptable and a faux pas and somebody posted this scene from lethal weapon 2 as an example of something that he's doing in the movie that if you did this to a woman now she would like blow a rape whistle and call the police on you by the way what's the girl's name she was famous lethal weapon 2 girl I don't remember. um i'll tell you why that's important in a moment she used to be famous here we go mm -hmm. well either you got a rabbit at home and that's your dinner it's mine yeah shop one day at a time do you Good police work, officer. Well, yeah, I get paid for that sort of thing. It's like from South Africa or well, something. There's no point shopping for the entire week. No? Is it Patsy Kensett? Mm, I, I don't think so. I know what I'll be hungry for from one day to the next. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Have dinner with me. Uh, no. Come on, have dinner with me. I got a nice place. It's down on the beach. It's right on the sand, in fact. A good view I out can't. of every window. Beautiful no, sunset officer, every night. No. Come on, no. be original. I'd... Say yes. Everyone else says no. no. Come on with me. Come on. No. Back to my place. Hey, I'm a gourmet cook. By the way, it is interesting in this movie, they, they, they never address the fact that he's got an Aussie accent most of the time. Oh, please don't I scream. Will. No, shh, please, I know. Well, I'll embarrass you don't in public. You'll turn bright red like that apple in no. Come on. No. Come on no. with me. Come oh. on, come on, come on. Oh, no, 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 please. Lady, uh, let go of my bag, will you? Hey, the guy, well, first of all, I hate seeing this because he's, I'm sure he's like that in person, too, mm -hmm. when he's not like something else, but um, he has way too much confidence. I would like... I would get maced second one of this act that mm -hmm. he's doing here. But it probably works for some guys. I know it works for some guys. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of the young incels on the internet were saying, like, it's incredible you used to be able to do this. Yeah. And, like, so I guess my question is kind of to you, too, because I wasn't dating during mm -hmm. this time period. But, like, could you really do this to women in the supermarket? He could. He was considered... <laughs> Tom Shattuck could not? No. If you're, like, really good looking, you could do a lot. A lot. Um... But um, but I think the whole point was that he had he's a little crazy in if you saw the Lethal Weapon movies, which I assume you have not. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, I and, saw them, I think, but a oh, long yeah. time ago. Oh, they were good. The first two, at least, were good movies. And that um, that some women are into crazy, but he was he was confident too. He's also the guy who contemplated every day killing himself. The character, mm -hmm. so you know, throw caution to the wind is not like he might be blowing himself away. She went on to this girl. I'm pretty sure it's her. Mm -hmm. Went on to marry the younger of the Gallagher guys on Oasis. Oh. The two guys who have been on my death wish list for for more over 20 years. In a in a great piece of radio one time, Howie Carr had her on, and he immediately yeah Liam Gallagher her her third husband right out of four. 
there you go. Howie Carr had her on and in sandbagged her with questions about her drug addict husband to the point where she just um, hung up the phone. It was a wow. jarring thing to hear because I was like, wow. You don't have to, it, it, that you, you, that requires a good producer because the producer is going to take heat from the publisher after that happens, you know, because they work for that. But I was good. Good on Howie. Anybody who's ancillary related to anybody Oasis is a bad person. But which brings me, Alice, to something else. Mm-hmm. Something that makes me happy. Yes. I have, after this long, long, long pause, I have run into, and it's right in the lobby here, I have run into some, oh, do we want to do the husband-wife thing? We do that tomorrow? Yeah, we can talk about that That's tomorrow. so, like, contrived, and people will assume that I'm going to use it to cheaply discuss what I would do with you. Well, so the story is this: this, this, wife is, this wife is making lots of money on OnlyFans now because she used to have an OnlyFans where she'd do whatever, and now she's sleeping with other men, and her husband's letting her do it because it's making them lots of money. Yeah, and I said she doesn't have a husband. She has a pimp. Okay. And he's I, making money from her sleeping. With first people. of all, I, to be honest, totally honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with it. And I actually wouldn't have a problem with it if you did it. I don't have a problem with doing it. You wouldn't do it for uh, like a hundred thousand dollars. No. Two hundred thousand. No. Three hundred thousand. No. Do you not at all? Are you not at all stunned that I said that I have no problem with you doing it? I don't know. Where is the, your nerve? Are you Trump? Where is your nerve system that, that you, any other woman in my life would have freaking exploded if I had ever said that? You say you want me to have an OnlyFans all the time and I yes, shut it down all the time. Yes, but not one where you're nailing other men, Alice. I don't know. You're missing some stuff. <laughs> Well, yes, I wouldn't Alice, do Alice, it Alice, anyway, so Alice, it doesn't really matter Alice, what you want. Of course I wouldn't <laughs> want you to freaking do an OnlyFans. With, I, Jesus. You amaze me sometimes. <laughs> about a year ago, I asked you like a probing, not even a probing question, just about being hospitalized, whatever, and suddenly, boom. <laughs> oh, you mean this entire auditorium full of stories on that. Well, Jesus. <laughs> Alice, of course I would not... Of course, no way. Of course, that's yes. He is a pimp. There's no doubt about it. But here's the problem: mm-hmm. they say it's brought them close together. Doesn't work like that. A third person has physical intimacy, especially with a woman. The woman is changed for it. A guy can usually do it and be over it. So all she needs is one of those guys to have been into it and to follow up with her, mm-hmm. and they have stuff to talk about. Well, and that's I will go the be other bye-bye. way too. I would say, to me. I don't think if he's fine with that, I don't think that he really likes her. And Maybe he likes money. Yeah, he likes money, but I don't. He likes money more than he likes her, certainly. And I mean, I would think that he may be seeing other people potentially. Yeah, maybe, but also like you don't, you don't share intimacy. Any you kind of intimacy, you don't share intimacy. Any kind of intimacy, any kind of intimacy with a friend, with a friend of the wife, friend of the husband, at all, because it never just ends there. There's all, it creates a small fire burning, small fire burning, at all. If you love I don't somebody, even, you're not I, selling. I don't even, we have neighbors who are them. friends with who are the husband and wife are both good looking. If his wife tripped and like almost fell into me in a couch, I would try to move. No intimacy, t- no, t- no, nothing. You can't have that. You can't have small moments of intimacy. 
It it is it's embers. These create problems. Can't have any of those. Any of those. I have learned seven things in my life, and that is one of them. That is one of them. I learned it, it the first time when I was twenty years old. I let somebody I liked have intimacy elsewhere. It's no good. Don't do that. Seems cool at the time. Was this supple? No, this is pretty supple. Um, no, no. But um, yeah, but no, no. Like with supple, I had intimacy elsewhere. And you were done. A one-off. And I wasn't done with supple, but I was enjoying my new project. Mm-hmm. And so it's no good. But she didn't know about it, obviously. I thought you were going to, in the hu- when you said the husband-wife thing, talk about the Pierce Bronson thing. I didn't know. Which always comes up again with the Twitter incels. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is this because his wife got heavy? Yeah. So some, like, quote, red pill guy was said, you posted a picture of his wife being fat and said, your daily reminder to avoid marriage. The implication being you pour your heart and soul into this marriage and she dares to get fat and then you're stuck with this fat chick. I think there's something to it. Mostly, but I think I also Pierce think Bronson goes, loves his wife, and they have five children together, and they have a very happy marriage. Well, yes, but I do think that you, that you do kind of owe it to somebody to try to remain the person you were at first. Although, then it, it, I, I don't know. I mean, different. I, I think that he probably, like you say, I think he probably is hugely in love with his wife, and they got real stuff going on to worry about. You know, somebody's body shape changing here and there. I don't know. I don't like there. There are people who are in love and are together and decide to have a joint project called marriage together. Mm-hmm. They have made a connection and they're doing stuff. They don't have time for outsiders saying, "Well, oh, oh, the, the, the the you know Jamesian rules of uh, social warfare that <laughs> these two are no longer compatible." <laughs> F off. You well, know? and like just sort of the the dark and pessimistic attitude towards life that it shows when you're like, see, just never get married. Yeah. Cause 30 years from now she could be fat and then you'll be stuck with her. It's just such a like, yeah, it's just no, such a it's... negative speculative thing to think, you know? All right, Alice, let's do the chat chat show. Mm-hmm, let's head to the Chelsea fire wicked hotline brought to us by Chelsea fire, wicked hot sauce, where you can leave a message for the chat chat. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, where is that chat tab? Chat? I'm doing the Alice. I have 137 tabs open. Oh, yeah. Did you know if you get too many that um, a little arrow appears on the right-hand side and then like a menu pops up with more of your tabs that don't fit on the screen? No, but I have to get this. This is about Marky Post. Just catching up on the burn barrel. And, Tom, you mentioned the beautiful Marky Post. Mm. And I believe the show that she was on in the 90s after Night Court was something titled like Hearts of Fire or something like that. Sounds right. Where Rush Limbaugh was on. Yep. And I don't think the show was that great. No. I think I only tuned in because of Marky Post because she was absolutely beautiful in the 80s and 90s. I'm sure you probably did the same. I did. She was uh, the co-star of that show was America's favorite sitcom actor and i guarantee you, you don't you don't know who this is john ritter do you know who john ritter is that sounds familiar like from another context john ritter was uh on um come on knock on our door three's company he was that guy oh i don't know yep thank you folks uh how many democrats does it take to screw in a light bulb 
just one, but it really gets screwed. <laughs> oh, I see. Not bad. What's the difference between a Democrat and a trampoline? You take off your shoes before you jump on a trampoline. Ooh. Is this thing on? Hello? Hello? I'm Santa. Hello? Why can't John Kerry tell a joke? Because all the Botox keeps him from smiling. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I have to go. Oh, thank you. Not bad. Not bad. It's like mm-hmm. an open night mic version of... Open night mic again? Open night mic, yes. A version <laughs> of my... The set I did, which was a pro- right. professional set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a real set. But uh, not bad at all. I like all of those. Great to hear that former Senate staffer, May Zorowski, has already landed a new job. Oh. Always like to see people be gainfully employed. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently he's the new spokesperson for Happy Dad's banana-flavored hot <laughs> salsa. <laughs> Man, Steve from Merrimack hit this nail right on the proverbial head, saying what we're all thinking. Come on, Shattuck, get a grip. Didn't you used to deliver grinders before there was grinder? Mm. A lot of questions now. Two, questions. two interesting gentlemen. And how did you know he was gay, actually? I kn- yeah, he was... He's how, what, he, how, hmm. out of respect okay. for the f- deceased. Uh, he's <laughs> okay. represented somewhere on a quilt, I believe, right now. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no. But as a matter of fact, I actually went two places today looking for Happy Dads. They did not have them. Oh no! Two places in Avon did not have them. Some places have them. Some places don't. I don't get it. Ho ho ho! Oh. Hello, Shattuck family. Oh, Hi, goodness. Santa. You can see Alice. I'm very much alive still. Ho <laughs> ho. I hear that you have a new little Shattuck. <laughs> well, alive in Christ. I sure hope Tom is still around to see it graduate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, from kindergarten Good on possibly. You, Tom. <laughs> Who would have thought you, you know, you're not shooting blanks. <laughs> I know. Merry Christmas. It's funny. Meryl. Thank you, um, uh, Santa. It's funny. One of the insults I got from, oh, another old white guy has a problem with, uh, with an Asian mayor. Said some low o uh, low T white guy. It's like that's one thing I think I don't have. Yeah. I have enough T. Yeah, certainly, definitely. You know, definitely. Ooh, well, it's just saying that with a kind of sexual growl. I I like your T levels. Oh, <laughs> all the guys are sick, but all the ladies are into it. Hey. Mm-hmm. That what I just said. All the ladies are into it. Hey, that's somebody <laughs> fifty year old thinking that's how like that's the cool way to. Hello, um, fellow kids. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, here we go. Hey, Tom. Yes. What's your uh, email and password so I can watch Lady Ballers? <laughs> what are you suggesting, sir? I believe the Daily Wire has thirty prison <laughs> off for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's good though. Of course, it's good. Yeah. What? Or exactly. should I say, mayor, the mayor of uh, Burnville, uh, Barrelville. Anyway, Merry I promise to not all, to hold to segregated Christmas night. parties in Barrow. We love Dirty Dirty uh, and Lady Ballers. I think it was great. I think yeah, I want to watch it again. Matt Walsh character should be a full length movie just about him itself. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, love talking to those guys. They're fantastic. The and best I- part of that. Speaking of sharing your significant other with other people, the best part of his character, I think, was how he called. Um, he was dating Jeremy Boring's ex-wife in the movie, mm-hmm. and he called him lover of my f- former lover of my lover, 
or yeah, something. Yeah, so partner of my life, whatever it was, yes. Yeah, and it, it like, super open. We're just one big unconventional family. <laughs> it was... It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh... <sighs> Dan, hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Maybe you and your brother can what? stuff my stuff. Is Roslyn? Is it Roslyn? <sighs> I think Roslyn's. <sighs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> you haven't been down the Planet Fitness in a while. so. No. I, what? How did that? How did Roslyn start? <laughs> I don't I, remember. I, we'll I have, have to review. I, that was towards the very beginning of the chat chat. I was uh, Mike Pence at Planet Fitness. I didn't talk to a single female <laughs> human being there. Ever. Ever. Okay, guys. I need a little preview. On okay. Friday, it's going to be Montante and I on KMS. How can you put that into words? Montante, Kirk, and I on the same show? This could be Powerhouse. the most craziest show of all time. What do you guys think? Well, I think he's going to, to be honest, I think he's going to focus in on the fact that you and he, you and Montante are tight and go after you and then question your loyalty. So mm-hmm. look out for the Louisville Slugger, uh, Steve. Look out for the Louisville Slugger. One, one never knows. One never knows. I mean, Montante's loyalty is already oh, in question. Bike. Montante's loyalty is already like in question because he's been doing the fill-in shows. I know. Yes. It's my bike. Leave me alone, bike. Somebody put Christmas lights on. I must be that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope I'm not getting cold. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a bike too, and then we'll bike yeah. together. That uh, yeah. I, I, now that we're I was skinny. victimized on the bike. I was victimized. Now that on the we're bike. skinny. Well, if you're with me, people won't assume that you're having a heart attack. All right. You ready, Alice? Yes. Just wanted to say I really enjoyed the interview last night with Crane and Company. Thought you guys did a real good job. Thank you, Tim. So thank you for posting that. And unfortunately, as you know, I'm a little too cheap, so I probably won't see it anytime soon because I don't have an account. Oh, yeah. Let's face it. I'm not going to say who, but somebody within the inner workings of the Burn Barrel Pod might accidentally (laughs) post it to their stream and not even the paid stream on patreon but the free stream where did these so in the end i'll probably be watching that thing in like less than a month where did these rumors in advance where did these rumors come out that we did not get our daily wire premium membership to watch this i don't know i don't appreciate this i want to get the kids one now though that the netflix is all (laughs) gay dads children in tutus because um, they have kids content too. I want the kids to watch Chip Chilla, which is like their bluey, their imitation bluey. Yeah. Oh, that other thing with the with the with the dads. Did we play that already? No, we didn't do that on this show. We'll have to save that for tomorrow. Yeah. No, 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 no. Scurrilous, scurrilous. Full price, Tim. Paid full price. Daily Wire Premium. I believe they're having a thirty percent off for. Christmas. Although, Alice, if we pay full price, that means we have an email and a password that that Tim could use. Right. It means something. It's up to you to do something. I did give my friend Jerry Callahan what is a woman uh, a couple years ago, and uh, well, that's good for Daily Wire though. If Jerry Callahan talks about well, what is a woman, it's not good if Tim sees it. Well, I mean, it's Let's good, but I don't do. know that Tim and Alice, Canton has quite the reach that you. Jerry Callahan yes, he does. does. Actually, he's been on every major radio station and podcast. Jerry Callahan is on Newsmax. Yeah, but Tim's been on Newsmax too. He's been everywhere. Hmm. This is what he does. He infiltrates Alice. 
Anyway, um, I am looking forward to seeing Stephen Gloucester and Montante on Friday. We are, we'll probably watch that together. And um, yeah, I hope it's great. You can, of course, if you didn't catch the Lady Ballers interview yet with Crane and Company, the two of the guys who were in the movie, Jake Crane and David Cohn, were in that interview that we did last night. That is up. And um, we hope to talk to you soon tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.